Welcome to the Activist Podcast. Senior editor Ron Oral has the latest on activist Dan Loeb's plans for Campbell Soup Co. Ton of stuff going on in the takeover world these days, so we called in the expert. Ron Oral, senior editor of The Deal, here with us right now. Campbell Soup, the news just is never ending. What is going on? Thanks, Tracy, for having me. So I think probably the biggest proxy fight or biggest activist campaign of the year, Dan Loeb, Third Point, has a total board takeover effort going on there. He wants to replace all 12 directors on the board of Campbell. Uh, essentially, wants to see the company sold. This is the first proxy contest he's launched since 2014. Uh, that was at Sotheby's. So he's on a mission. But wait, you said earlier, a total takeover is a rarity. Yes. He's never done it before. Most activists try to only get a minority slate of directors on the board, like two or three directors. So he wants and, everyone out. Well, that's what he does once now. Sometimes these total board takeovers, as you get closer to the meeting, and they see that the institutional investors don't want to support you, they'll reduce the size, you know, let's say that to a minority of five directors or something like that, maybe. I'm, I'm not saying he'll do that. I'm just not saying that that's, that's, a, that's a possibility. Because there's often family members on these boards, right? He wants to throw them off too? This is a situation where you have three descendants of the former CEO, uh, the inventor, John Dorrance, who invented the condensed uh, soup formula. Three descendants are on the board, and they together essentially control 42% of the shares. And so he wants to replace them. He thinks that they did a very bad job of overseeing the former CEO, uh, Denise Morrison, who stepped down in May. And that, you know, but she was there for six or seven years. It's true that the share price has not performed well during that time frame. And so he's blaming them wants to hold them accountable, wants to replace them from the board. But they own 42%. I spoke to this corporate governance expert just early today who said that he thinks that Dan Loeb and Third Point are climbing Mount Everest because essentially he'll need almost every share that's not owned by those three individuals to support his total board share, you know, takeover effort, which is completely unprecedented. Right. I mean, not, not unprecedented. It's, it's that it's, it's, he will need a lot of support. And the two out of the three biggest investors are index funds, and they often don't support activists, and they're less likely to support an activist that wants to take over the entire board than just a minority slave. And you said he wants the company sold. Yes. Or pieces. To me, the only good thing they have going for them right now are Pop Secret and Pepperidge Farms. Yeah, and those are two in his latest presentation. He'd like to see them consider auctioning those off. The company had their own strategic review that they completed recently, where they announced they're divesting roughly 20% of sales to two businesses, their international business, and their Campbell Fresh business. Stock did not react well to that. He's not impressed by that. He wants to Dan Loeb, the activist, wants to do his own uh, right. strategic review. He'd like to maybe bring in his own CEO candidate. And he, I think he still wants to see the company sold. Yeah. It's kind of fascinating that he dove onto this company, though, because there's like nothing attractive about it. Yeah. And on one level, it seems very unlike, not as activist-friendly right. situation because these descendants own such a big stake. But Mary Gabelli, he often targets companies uh, of Gamco that are insider-controlled because a lot of them are very undervalued, that they uh, are poorly over seen. And so maybe that is part of what Dan Loeb sees here, that even though that he doesn't, he may not be able to win the vote, he'll be able to say that a majority of the non-insider controlled shares maybe supported his slate, and that could embarrass the company into making yeah. some changes. But whether he can get the company sold, I don't know. I mean, look, I think Pop Secret, someone might want Pop Secret. But it, do you find, because you cover this stuff, that as the generations go on, the descendants get more and more 
well, they get wealthy. Yeah. They get bratty and obnoxious. Like, and is it partially that they run these companies into the ground? I'm sure Dan Loeb will complain that two of the three descendants that are on the board have been there for a number of years. I think one has been there for 20 years, which is uh, definitely a red flag. Right. That the, you know, the board should be refreshed is the word that's used, changed up more frequently, you know, that they are, haven't been doing a very good job overseeing the business. But on the other hand, though, the activists always complain that the directors don't have skin in the game, right? The activist has a big stake in the stock doing well, and the directors don't. Well, these guys have a huge skin in the game. They have huge stake. You know, one of them has 15%. You know, another right. runs a trust that has 8%. They should be overseeing the company to make it improve, but they're not. It seems no. like they're not, right? All right, and you had mentioned that there's this share lending thing oh, going yeah. on, too. So one of the descendants, this guy, uh, Bennett Dorrance, has uh, 14 million shares pledged uh, in exchange for a loan that he has uh, that he's taken out. And um, I guess if he doesn't repay the loan, they will keep the, the banks that he's pledged them to will keep the shares. But he has a, an arrangement where he can vote those shares, is my understanding. So it's not that that's going to reduce the amount of shares voted against Dan Loeb's state. So he anyways, has a loan against them and he could still vote? He could still vote the shares, yeah. That's apparently my understanding. That's apparently the, the, so, the structure of it. But. I totally understand why Dan Loeb thinks that's sketchy. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, that, that said, I've talked to some governance experts who say that it's not uncommon or not. It's, it happens actually fairly frequently. A director will pledge their large stake in exchange for loans. If they have good collateral, they can get lower rates on their loans. You and I were saying off camera, you're already a billionaire. What do you need the money for? What are you doing? I mean, the alternative would be he could liquidate his his huge stake and use that money, I guess, you know, for whatever he wanted to do the, the investment with it. But uh, it's not clear to me what he's doing. A lot more, he, he had a much bigger loan and that he's been reducing the, the amount of shares that he's pledged over time. But it's still 14 million shares, according to the most recent proxy statement. Yeah, and still sketchy and raising a red flag. All right, so play this out for us. How do you think this ends? On one level, the company has appears to be postponing the annual meeting till... Uh, the most recent, I called up the NYC, and they said that the subject to board approval, the meeting is now on November 29th, which is much later than the usual mid-November dead. Sounds like the company won't, maybe wants some more time to, uh, to talk. To sell <laughs> No, not to sell. No, to the, sell their, their story. Their theory, yeah, yes, to sell their, their story. Yeah, right. exactly, yeah. Right. They're a team institutional investor, which suggests that maybe Loeb has a chance, that they're worried. You know, it's possible that he has some sort of uh, embarrassing detail that could come out that could embarrass the company into settling with them to add a few directors, you know, Sotheby's, which was his last big proxy fight, yeah. they settled with him to expand the board and added some of his director candidate after he found some interesting details about the Sotheby's executives. So, um, it's like gossipy. Yeah, well, the, <laughs> the, uh, the, well, we don't know, maybe he won't, you know, I don't know. You know, initially looking at it, it seemed like it would be an impossible thing for him to win, but we'll see uh, probably in a month or two what happens. So everyone has to stay tuned. Ron's going to be covering this wall to wall. I think it's fascinating. It is pretty interesting. Oh. I mean, it's definitely very interesting stuff so thank you Ron thanks Tracy